Hey guys, welcome to the Love and Cookies podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm sharing my story and encouraging you to live yours. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Love and Cookies podcast this week. And this week, I want to ask you to do something that I haven't done this before, but if this episode or if maybe another one that you've listened to has spoke to you or encouraged you or helped you out in some way, I would love for you to reach out on social media and let me know because it is just super encouraging for me to hear those things. Right now, I'm just talking into a mic and recording this. And it goes out there and I'm just kind of praying that God does something with it. So if God's using it in your life, please let me know. This week, I'm going to talk about chasing after God. When I got out of college, I got a dog, a Jack Russell Terrier named Trinity. And Trinity, there was a lot of toys she liked, but one of her favorite toys was a laser pointer. It was the greatest $3 investment I ever made for her. If she saw you pick up the laser pointer, she would immediately start going crazy. Like you didn't even have to start shining it. As soon as she saw you pick it up, she would go nuts. And then as soon as you shot the laser on the floor or wherever, she would take off after it. And she would chase it up and down the hall onto a wall. She would chase it around in circles. Wherever you pointed that laser, she would go. And she would do everything she could do to try to get to it. Now, Jack Russell Terriers are pretty smart dogs, so eventually she would realize that the dot was coming from somewhere, and then she would come back to me and try to get that laser pointer out of my hand. She would find out the source and try to get to that. And if you ever got it out and were playing with the laser pointer with her, whenever you went to put it away, she would start whining. She didn't want you to put that laser pointer away. She just wanted to keep chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. She would never get tired of going after the laser pointer. In Proverbs 15:9 it says the Lord detests the way of the wicked but he loves those who pursue godliness. Just like Trinity chased after that laser pointer, God wants us to chase after him. But in order to understand this verse, I think there's two key words that we need to define. The first word is pursue. The definition of pursue is to strive to gain, to seek to attain or accomplish. Pursue is an action verb. We can't just sit around. Like We actually have to do something to pursue something. My eighth grade year, I played football for my school. And the school I went to was kind of like the rival school for a lot of my friends that I had grown up playing football with. And so when we went into the game against them, I wanted to play my best. I really wanted to win. Unfortunately, their team was known as kind of a powerhouse. Our team was not. But early on in the game, I caught a pass that one of my friends tipped and ran it in for a touchdown. And so I was super pumped about that. We were doing well. And then later in the game, it was a crucial third down deep in our own territory. We were on offense. And it was third and long. And I went up to the line as a wide receiver. And I was lined up against one of the guys I knew on the other team. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get this. It's a pass. I'm, I'm beating him. This is coming to me. We're going to do this right now. I'm going to get like a 75-yard touchdown. And so I beat him off the line and was wide open. My quarterback sees it. He throws the ball to me. I catch the pass, and I just started sprinting down the field as 
fast as I could. And when you're in eighth grade and you've got like 70 yards to go, that just looks like an eternity. But I was going to get to that end zone. And after about 20 yards, I started hearing footsteps behind me. Another one of the guys that I knew on the other team was chasing me with everything that he had. After a few more yards, I felt him grabbing at my shoulder pads. And I was like, there is no way you are taking me down. Like, I am taking this to the house. So I shook him off, and I kept running with everything I had. There was nothing but open field in front of me. I had no one left to beat. It was just me heading straight to the end zone. And then after a few more yards, he finally got a good grip on my shoulder pads and dragged me down from behind I was I was so frustrated I wanted so bad to score but he gave everything he had to chase me to catch up to me and nothing was going to stop him until he had tackled me it didn't matter how many times I tried to shake him off or how fast I tried to go he was going to catch me he was gonna pursue me and chase me until he got me that's what it means to pursue We have to strive to gain. We have to chase after it until we have it. So the the first word that we've defined in in that verse in Proverbs 15, 9 is to pursue. But what does it tell us we need to pursue? It says, but God loves those who pursue godliness. So the second word I want to define is godliness. Because if we need to pursue it, we should probably know what it is. Godliness is simply defined as devotion to God. But devotion, that is a profound dedication. God does not want us to be casual in our relationship with him. It shouldn't be something we put to the side or one of the things that we do if we have time. He is looking for someone who is profoundly dedicated to him. So using these definitions, we can reread Proverbs 15.9 as this. The Lord loves those who strive to gain profound dedication. That's the, uh, the Nick International version for you right there. So the Lord loves those who strive to gain profound dedication. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Paul says, Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and the life to come. I think that we would all agree that physical training, that that working out is good for us. It helps keep us in shape. It helps keep us healthy. It helps us improve our mood. It helps improve our sleep. It helps lengthen your life. And Paul tells us that training for godliness is much better than that. That as good as physical training is, training for godliness is even better. That it has benefits not only in this life, but in the one to come. So how do we pursue godliness? If that's really important, then what do we need to do? Well, the first thing is we need to spend time with God and and we need to worship him. Matthew 4.4 says, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So spending time with God is essential to chasing after God. But we... Most of us know that. (laughs) Most of us have heard that a million times. But are we doing it? I used to work at a restaurant. And at this restaurant, one of the standards that was whenever you put in an order to the computer, you had to put the food according to what place the person was sitting at at the table. So each seat was assigned a number. 
and you needed to ring in the items if the person was sitting at chair number one you needed to ring up their food under chair number one if they were at chair number three ring up that person's food under chair number three and so that way when the food came out to them they didn't have to auction off the food the person that brought the food out didn't have to say all right who got the bean burrito and who got the nachos and who got this and who got that instead of doing that they could just walk out to the table set the plates down not interrupt the conversation and go on and so one time when i was working i had a table that had three mothers and four kids and i had one mom for her kids she ordered a grilled cheese with fries and i had another mom order a grilled cheese with fries but she was going to split it between her two kids so when i put the order in i asked the kitchen hey go ahead and split up this one onto two plates i was trying to make it easier on the mom i was trying to earn a little bit of a higher tip so that way when their food came up, you know, it would just be ready. The mom wouldn't have to be trying to split it up at the table. So I was back in the kitchen. The food was all ready. I couldn't carry it all out by myself. So I handed some of the stuff to another server. And one of the servers I gave the order that was the full grilled cheese and fries, the not split up one. And then I was taking the split up one and something else. And I walked out to the table and it turns out that the server had taken that grilled cheese and handed it to one of the kids that was supposed to get a split order. Now, if you've been around kids, if you set food in front of them, they immediately start eating. They're not going to wait. And so, of course, this kid had already started eating it. And now I'm there trying to figure out a way to solve the problem because they were eating the wrong food. And even though, you know, that server had been told a million times not to auction off food, not to walk out to the table and say, who got the grilled cheese, and then give it to the person that they needed to pay attention to the seat number and just put the food by the seat number, they didn't do that, and it messed up all the food at my table, and I had to go get new food made and all kinds of stuff. Just like that server knew they shouldn't auction off the food, we all know we need to spend time with God. We need to worship him. We need to have quiet times. We need to pray, be in his word. But are we doing those things? In order to strive to gain that profound dedication to God, we have to do those things. And not only do we have to do them, but we have to make them a priority. And to be completely honest with you, this is something that God has been challenging me with a lot recently is making him a priority, making spending time with him a priority. Like, am I willing to put off watching TV for 30 minutes to have a quiet time? Am I willing to wake up early so that I can make sure that I have time to pray or time to worship? Am I willing to not watch NC State basketball or football or whatever it might be in order to spend time with him? Am I making God a priority and my time with him a priority. Luke chapter 12 verse 31 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything you need. Like I said, God has really been challenging me about this lately. Like I need to be serious about making my relationship with God a priority. He doesn't want me to be a casual Christian. He doesn't want the time I spend with him to be only when it's convenient to me. 
he doesn't want me just to like go to church or read my Bible or whatever it might be when it fits in my schedule. He wants me to put him first, to make time for him, to adjust my schedule, to be able to spend time with him. My sophomore year at NC State, I really needed a job because I did not have much money left in my checking account. I was the typical broke college student. And I looked at the job offerings on campus and saw that the convenience stores on campus were hiring, so I applied to work there. When I went in for my interview, immediately after the interview, they offered me a job. The manager even told me we have supervisor positions available and asked if I would be interested in taking one of those. Now, I had worked at a gas station for two and a half years in high school, so I had a lot of experience in convenience stores. Supervisors were paid a dollar more an hour. So I was like, yes, I am interested. I'm absolutely interested, like whatever I need to do to be a supervisor. And then he told me that the shift that they would need me to supervise was on Sunday mornings. And my heart kind of (laughs) sank because I was super involved at my church and Sunday mornings weren't a great option for me to work. And that was going to cost me a dollar an hour. But I said, you know what? I can't take that shift. Like I have church on Sunday mornings. And so unfortunately I can't be a supervisor then if you need any other supervisors, any other time during the week, like hit me up, but I cannot do that one. And he was like, all right, well that's cool. You know, you can still have a job. We just won't make you a supervisor. And so I left that left there. I was, you know, excited. I had a job, so I'd be getting some money, but a little disappointed because (laughs) I'd given up a dollar an hour. But I was like, you know what? Like that needs, that's important. I need to be at church at Sunday morning. I need to be worshiping God um, with everybody else. I need to be there. During my first shift on the job, the manager came in to talk to me and he said, Hey, what time do you have to be at church? I was like, well, I got to be there at 1030. I said, all right, how does this sound? What if you worked on Sunday morning and you came in at opened at nine and then someone came in at 10 and filled in for your spot you left you go to church and then whenever church is over and you're done with that you can come back in and work the rest of the afternoon and if you do that we can hire you as a supervisor and you know you'll get the dollar more an hour i was like yeah that that sounds great that sounds awesome like i will absolutely do that so i ended up getting hired as a supervisor i ended up getting that dollar more an hour and they ended up working around my schedule and allowing me to go to church God says, seek him first and he'll give us everything that we need. We have to make him a priority and not let anything replace him no matter what. The Bible, it it talks about praying without ceasing. And recently at House Church, we've been focusing on that verse and focusing on praying without ceasing. And how do we practically do that? And the one phrase that our pastor has kind of put out there is we need to pray more and we need to pray now like if we're ever asking like should i pray the answer yes pray now pray more like should i pray more am i doing it enough no pray more well do i have time for it yes pray now and like i said god has just been challenging me in that and it's been incredible to see what has happened when i've been 
neglecting those other things and intentionally making God a priority when I've been waking up earlier and getting into his word and waking up earlier and praying or maybe instead of watching, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes or NC State basketball, spending some time in worship or taking those few minutes at work when I'm walking between buildings and normally I'm just thinking about random things to intentionally pray about things. It's been so cool to see the things that God's been able to do when I've been making my relationship with him a priority. Going back to that verse in Proverbs, it says, The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those that pursue godliness. We need to spend time with God. We need to pursue him. We need to chase after him, and it needs to be a priority. We need to chase after him with everything we have to just strive and strive and strive and strive for more of him, for spending time with him. Make it a priority and do it. And I promise you, God will do some amazing things. Thank you guys for listening to the Loving Cookies podcast. You know, there's not much better than a fresh baked cookie. So go ahead and subscribe so that you can get new episodes straight out of the oven. And don't be selfish, share them with your friends. Again, thanks for listening. Until next time.